Do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris, and this is Paris. Hello. And this time we read Audubon's Watch by John Gregory Brown. Um, I We actually received this book from kind of a friend of mine, someone, well, I'm not going to hang out with her a lot, but like a friend from high school that um, I, I'm friends on Facebook with. I saw her post a one-star review of her like Goodreads account that she shares to Facebook, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of all over it after that because I was like, <laughs> well, I, I see you have a terrible book that you don't like very much, so yeah. I need as much of those as I can get. So uh, she met me in a train station and handed this off to me. <laughs> How very romantic, just uh, like this book. Yeah. <laughs> it's signed by the author. I know she told me uh, why that's the case, I believe, or maybe I wasn't listening. I'm sorry, MK, if I forgot <laughs> something. But uh, she did not like it, clearly. So yeah, I, th- yeah. I thought it was a perfect candidate for our, uh, whatever you want to call this. Our terrible book club. Yeah, the title of the thing. Okay, that it all is. right, sure. That's what we can call it. <laughs> Wait, You're so right about so that. who do we? You have uh, MK. That's who we have to thank. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, MK. We uh we very much appreciate when we get books for our horrible hobby. Um. Yeah. I I don't know why it's signed, but that was a surprise to me when I opened it because the book is in like pristine do condition. Think, do you think this is the type of author that has signed a bunch of copies of his book and just like cast them? Out I don't know. No, I don't think so because this is a genuinely published work, and this author has won the Steinbeck Award. Which is yeah, so surprising we're, we're, we're given this We're kind of tripping book. on some like. Uh, is this a mass market like normal shit? Actually. Um, it, it, it's a literary attempt. It's 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 a, yeah, it's a try mean, at some serious business writing. Yeah, and like unlike I, a lot of the fair that we usually right right. So this is at people on right. This thing. Yeah. So this is a guy who's won the Steinbeck Award and some other award. He teaches creative writing at a college. He lives in Virginia. Um, so you know, I, I don't think that. So the, you know where to find him. If you <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So go burn his house down. No. <laughs> no I'm kidding. God, Lord, no. <laughs> It's a joke. It's it wasn't that bad. We're a funded so, podcast. Now yeah, I'm just Paris, joking. So Jesus can't. Christ! Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, we have a, a kind of special little announcement at the end of the episode yeah, in we'll relation to, to that. Topic. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyway, but like, let's get to this uh, book here. It's it's a thinner one for us. It's not our usual 800 page fantasy. Yeah, it was a uh, 210 pages, and the font is kind of big, so I read it in like four and a half hours. It took me a bunch of tries because it is really boring. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> nothing happens in this book. So, so this book is. Happen. What, what, yeah, what, what was your argument of, about the things that happened in this book? Look, okay, so this, oh, for a very general overview of things that happen in this book, um, there, uh, James Auto, John James Audubon is dying, 
And he's got a real guilty conscience about that one time 30 years ago where he, uh, like, touched that, his friend's wife a little bit. That one night in Vegas. she seduced him to, like, get him to draw her because he's a famous artist guy yeah. for, like, the, the form or something. So we are we are talking about the John James Audubon fucking bird guy extraordinaire. This author decided to write this weird fiction about him. I Personally, that's the weirdest thing about this book for me. When I first read the, I read this <laughs> I book like, before what? you. I read this book before you. And I had no idea that that was a guy. Or yeah, anything. yeah. Chris had never so heard I, of Audubon before. When you came to me and you were like, yeah, it's this, this guy. I was like, wait, excuse me? Which <laughs> cast the whole book in a very different. Now it's just like Strange. some weird historical fan fiction. Yes, it really is. <laughs> historical <laughs> slash fic. It really is. So, because like, what would possess you to write about some ornithologist slash artist from the 1800s and like paint him in this sketchy creep light? Like, why well, would you do that? Based on like the you know the way this book is written and like the the uh, the way p- people speak and the way <laughs> metaphors are thing, maybe this dude just actually reads like 1800s ornithologist diaries and yeah. he caught one that like inspired it or maybe he just lost a bet to yeah. someone that was my was theory like, yo right? i bet you can't write a book about some random ornithologist uh, being a being a tick crazed weirdo because <laughs> yeah, like really so this book so, yeah, loves it's, boobs it's about well no this book does <laughs> John James. Well, I guess they both. There's yeah. two characters. Okay, yeah. Let, let, let's maybe but, talk about. But I will say that John James Audubon himself is a serial titty sucker. <laughs> if, if this book is to be believed, more so than his okay. friend Emil, who also likes to suck a titty every once in a while, but yeah, they're okay. Doesn't seem to be as into it. I'm crying. If there's three things uh, that John James Audubon is I'm into. Crying. It is birds, art. And sucking on tits. Yep. (laughs) He really likes all three of those things. So I was really caught by surprise by all the sexual topics in this book because I was like, oh, this is going to be some like overwrought romantic thing. And it kind of was, but not really. Um, So anyway, the whole book is based on, like you were saying, a single passage in Audubon's diary. So when Audubon was in like his 20s or 30s, he, uh, I think in his 20s, he was working as a... a tutor to some rich people's the uh, peers, the peeries, peeries, P I R R I E, peeries, peeries. Okay, yeah, I think peeries, pirie. I don't know. I'll go with peeries. Whatever. Um, that's the way so you're going. So he's working on this plantation in Louisiana, and uh, while he's there, the um, this guy and his wife come to visit, and the wife fucking up and dies like the day after she gets there, and he realizes that that lady was a woman who tried to seduce him and who's like pussy he maybe touched hey, a little I, bit hey i sucked that titty before yeah <laughs> yeah so he has this awkward encounter where he's watching the body with her husband and he knows this like horrible the dark two secret of the, the the husband and the wife that died their name they're the gotro gotro uh, gotro yeah gotro yeah. emil gotro and myra gotro right um, Myra is the lady that we are talking about in this in this case over here. They had commissioned like they they wanted to be a patron to him for his like bird artwork. Because yeah, yeah, because they're super rich. Emil really liked it, um, and he's Emil, an anatomist. He's an anatomist slash surgeon or mm-hmm. like a doctor of some yeah. kind. And like some people in this town don't like him because he like does like dissects dead bodies and yep. sometimes sometimes he will go and dig up graves for bodies though, which is yeah. kind of fucked up. Well, no, this is the early this is the early period of medical you know medical science where that was just a thing that happened i don't think if if okay so if you had a dead relative and you heard some medical student dug up the body 
and cut it up, you'd probably be a little upset. I mean, I'm a bad person to ask about this because I don't I'm not spiritual, so I don't really care. I mean, it's just going to get eaten by fucking worms. Right. So let's put it to use is my is my thought. Sure. But like if 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 Paul came to you and was like, Mm -hmm. I want to be buried in the ground after I'm dead, because whatever. I'm not saying that's what he believes. But hypothetically, that's his wish. He wanted to be left in the ground. Okay, fine. Fine. And And then someone came in like a med student, like just down the street, like, you know, couldn't pay the money for the cadaver fee for the med student uh, lecture. But that wasn't even a thing at that point point sure but you still don't just go digging up oh yeah i mean it's, it's, no of course it's fucked up and like there's a lot of consent issues there i'm just saying that like this whole it's book not, is one giant consent yes issue, it really right? is it really is actually but um <coughs> excuse me uh what i was what all i was trying to say is that um at the time it was actually a pretty common thing that, sure, that early sure. early which we well, you know which this we'll is, also talk uh, yeah, about the other common stuff thing in there, but like anyway uh so the emil and myra decided to pay, become patrons to uh audubon john audubon um to for his like bird drawings because he's like yeah. kind of half famous for that already right, or right. something but he's still really poor but he's weirdly. still really poor and he has to like hop from job to job to like yep. make ends meet i don't know if he has a fa- he doesn't have a family at this point no he did when when the, the he was watching the body yeah. yeah when he was watching the body yeah, yeah, yeah he definitely yeah. did he got married pretty early on to uh to lucy anyway uh he meets with the emil and myra at the pires estate mm-hmm. and like they're all like let's all celebrate this patronage that's happening yeah here. let's get fucking drunk and then and myra <laughs> dies from uh, the in, during no the one book, really knows yeah that's kind of like one of the central mysteries it's that never gets solved the official explanation by like their physician friend that came over to like i guess you know make sure she was dead um, was that she like drank herself to death or yeah. something like it was an alcohol poisoning thing and I think like the fact that they watch over their body is like you have to make sure they're dead in the 1800s or something no they were doing that because there was a crazy hurricane tornado outside remember and they couldn't oh, like go yeah. anywhere okay, yeah. um, and they were building they were building her coffin so they were just like waiting for the coffin and then they couldn't take her body anywhere because there was this horrific storm so they outside. didn't have to sit in the room te- technically I don't really know why they were doing that I, I guess I'm not yeah, as Emil familiar and uh, John James decided to just sit in the room with the dead body and like watch over it for the night thus the book's title Autobombs Watch but not all also a little bit something different because John James has this like watch oh that, that was that the stupidest metaphor which, okay, I, I forget God. about this because like that's kind of like the, the cleverness of the title I think is the fact it's that there's clever. there's a physical watch that John James has and he gives to a meal yeah and also that they Audubon is watching over the, his dead his, his friend's dead wife's body yeah. so there's some kind of like word connection there but the watch does like except it doesn't all right so this fucking actual watch so we're not talking about the body watching we're talking about the noun a watch yes. so timepiece so it's like at the very beginning of the book he frivolously buys this pretty watch even though he knows he doesn't have the money to do it but who fucking does it anyway he hasn't treated themselves paris no That's no this guy has fucking problems all right <laughs> the audubon was terrible with money and he did not have a lot of common sense so he buys this watch and it like stops working a day like a day or two later and he's he's like oh damn it and so he just kind of has it on him and is like oh well i don't know what i'm gonna do with it and then all the way at the end of the book during the watching session he gives it to a meal and is like uh, I'm just gonna give this to you to like I guess 
mark this occasion, but Sorry, it's not a good one. Uh, your wife died. Yeah. Here's this then, broken watch. Yeah, and then Emil takes it, and then and like the next day, it starts working for him and has worked ever since. So I guess there's supposed to be some weird. I don't know, spiritual connection there that they kind of talk about in the book, but it seems so is, fucking stupid is it like and the, arbitrary. Is it like the burden of the watch or something? Like, because the, the whole book, it wraps up in this idea that, like, oh, I've carried this heavy weight for so long. Right. And like, okay, so it, there's kind of like two parallel stories happening. There's the, the watch that happened yeah. 30 years ago, the present day. Both of them are old men. Yeah. John James is dying, and he sends a letter right. to Emil, come... Come down to my place. I forget where he is. Yeah, I got. I got to tell you something. He got, I got to tell you something super, super important. Yeah. And so Emil decides to strike off and make the journey to see his like that guy that watched over his dead. Yeah, like body not straight. even friend. Like that dude you were gonna support. One the reason time. he's like compelled to go is because he's convinced that his wife was, was like murdered. poisoned or something, and John yeah. James is finally gonna reveal to him what the real shit that happened that night was. Yeah, and so the whole book is structured in like every other chapter. It's from one of their perspectives you know so it starts off and with john james and one of those time then, periods either yeah. 30 years ago yeah. during the watch or right. during the current day where john james is which, feverish and dying yeah which i was fine with i just think that right at the beginning it was a little confusing because he's talking to his daughters and you have no idea that they're actually dead yeah um and, and also his wife is named lucy and one of the daughters was named lucy so i was really confused for the first two like audubon chapters i was like who the fuck is he talking? What is happening? Um, and then you learn that he has Alzheimer's, basically. Yeah. Um, it, it, his wife actually sends a letter to Emil yeah. to get him to come over. And she's like, he's going nuts, but you can come down <laughs> if you want. Yeah. I mean, he's saying yeah. you really begged me. So I don't know if you want to make the journey. You're also old. Yeah. So, so John James basically feels guilty about an episode that happened way before the 30 years thing where she, they were watching her, Myra's body. One day, John James is down in uh, New Orleans, I think, is it? Yeah, because they're in Louisiana at the time of the, the death. So, um, he, he's yeah, he's in New Orleans, like, hanging out with his friend. Being a bird drawing guy, and this lady approaches him, and she's Literally like... Literally out of nowhere on the street. Will you draw me, Mr. Audubon? And he's like, how the fuck you know who I am? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like... Weird. She's like... You know, he's he basically thinks that to himself, like, how the hell does she know who I am? And and she's like, I don't know, she just somehow knows she who She knows is. about his bird drawings already, I think. Does yeah, she? But how, yeah, but how... Yeah, but she But then, does. like, how is it a surprise later on when she decides to patronize him? I don't know. So what I don't understand, though, is how she knew what he looked like. I don't know if that I don't know if maybe he was in town and somebody was like, yeah, he looks like this. There was like portraits and stuff in the late 1800s. I'm sure maybe he had like his picture somewhere. Uh, Maybe. Um, So anyway, she just walks up to him and is like, draw me like one of your birds. (laughs) (laughs) Draw me like one of your bird girls. Like one of your herons, um, and <laughs> they, she takes him back to her apartment. Which, wait, all right, which we're gonna get, yeah. get into. Go so ahead she, and tell she, us. So she takes him back to her apartment, um, and he doesn't even know her name. He's never met her before. Um, so this was really just like a kind of a comedy of circumstance. Toward you know, uh, thirty years later, when he suddenly is present for her death, because at this point and she is in fact his patron to be right as at this point you know she's just a random lady on the street and he needs money so he's like yeah sure i'll draw your portrait you know she's rich she'll probably pay me so and that was something he used to do you know yeah he would just draw little sketches or whatever for people and you know trade it for a meal or or whatever so, she so takes, he goes he yeah. goes goes to her apartment and the only other person there is um 
you know, uh, a slave yep. who answers the door a, a silently, does not speak. There's a whole lot of just like casual slavery. Oh, we're going to talk about the racism in this <laughs> book, but right now. So he goes in, they go upstairs and uh, she is, I don't know, they're like in some room upstairs, get, you know, getting ready to sit for the drawing and he's you know, getting ready and he's working on the drawing or he's about to work on it and she just starts stripping and he's like oh man i'm getting a chub like yeah. you know, he's just he like oh, cannot no. handle himself all of a sudden yeah he cannot handle a woman undressing in front of him which i guess at that point in time makes sense might have been pretty rare you know yeah because he said the way that she did it too was she was just like totally comfortable and it didn't bother her and she sat for the painting and after he he finishes it she walks over to him completely naked and is like rubbing up against him and fixes the drawing because apparently she's a fucking sick portrait artist yeah <laughs> surprise can't do a self-portrait of your own tits i guess uh, like, well except you can yeah. i guess so so anyway and then he so he he's like horny and also pissed off because he's like what the fuck you call me here to draw you and you draw better than me like what is happening and also your tit is right next to my head ah and he's like losing and his mind and thus a lifetime then, of titty sucking <laughs> appreciation we'll talk about that because the titty that, sucking well that happens right was after even, was like well she gets close to him and he decides to I guess make the move because yeah he, he basically I mean, freaks let's, out let's, let's and, be honest it sounds like she was you know coming on to him pretty yeah it kind of does but so he like freaks out loses control picks her up and throws her on a chair and she she's like or no no i'm sorry he kisses her and that she kisses him back and they're like making out and then he like throws her on the chair and she's like moaning and he's sucking on her tits and then that's but then i know we're harping on this but that's basically the only thing that's described that's yeah of sexual nature that i picked up on and then he he starts talking about um like he kept saying he was Basically, I think he was like fingering her or something because he kept saying he was touching her. You don't necessarily have to I don't go know, into the, the but details. it was just like not safe for work podcast guys. Yeah, yeah, know. obviously. So basically, like that's really all that happens because like in, uh, yeah, and then, layer, but she says no, and then he keeps going, and then he he walks, he picks her up and brings her into her bedroom and throws her on the bed. And then starts getting undressed, and she's like, "No, no, seriously, no." And he's like, "But you're such a cock tease, or whatever." I don't know. He didn't say that, but he gets all frustrated, and then she kicks him out, and like that was it. Yeah, like, the end. It was just the stupidest thing. Like I don't understand what either of the, like what she was fucking thinking. I think this book is trying to like be one of, a little bit in the, the vein of like these tricksy women. They'll like pull a scheme on you. By asking you to draw them naked and then they don't actually want to fuck? What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. So that's the whole incident that plagues plagues Audubon for the rest, you know, for his whole fucking life because... Well, he doesn't care about it until he... Yeah. When there's the, the body washing incident because he's like, oh shit, dude, uh, there was this thing that happened with your wife. And she was married at the time. I forget yeah, exactly Yeah, that, and that's how, how he figured out that she was married at the time and that's why he feels so bad about it because he was... I mean, but he was fucking married at the time too. Shit wasn't going to weigh on his conscience, but... Oh, the lady's he, he lady sullied was another man's property. You see, right, right. So that's where the real issue is. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, my major issues with this book, other than the fact that it's kind of boring and like not that interesting, we've basically told you the whole plot already here. So it's incredibly misogynistic. Um, it's racist as fuck, and um, oh, what's the other thing? Perhaps. Oh, and and just the weird obsession with tits and breastfeeding. Well, like, God, that, 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 why? this is classic fucking thing that I see in so many things that are trying to be artful is like a dude writes about how oh my god I love the female body holy yeah. crap you guys you don't understand how horny I get when I see a pair of boobs yeah. oh my god it, like the, the it, they're like mounds of the earth you know like all these weird over, metaphors basically the 
at least 20 pages in this book is just that talking her about her dark flower her, her <laughs> Myra she's got dark ringed hair like yeah. curly hair or something mm-hmm. and that's some hot shit in the Victorian era yeah. I guess and they can't both both John James and Emil are super into Myra obviously because Emil's fucking married to her yeah like but like the whole book is just these two dudes being obsessed with this lady even though I, I mean I understand why Emil really likes her because she wanted to train as an anatomist and ended up being his assistant and like you know clearly shared the same interests as them and that was very she rare care. for her. she's a free spirit man she's yeah. not like these other ladies that is literally something they both say and then with john james i don't understand his attraction to myra other than a physical one but he's obsessed with her the rest of his life and he like talks about how oh man i wish i would wish i could have married a woman like that instead i married my only shitty wife that i still have sex with because you know she's my wife but like she's not much to look at like wow what a dick and also i looked up pictures of lucy audubon and she was a totally fine looking lady so (laughs) i because i was like i was like oh man i i wonder if she was just like you had to get to the bottom of this well i was also reading about his life because i wanted to know if any of this was true um (laughs) was there a wikipedia entry on titty sucking (laughs) no it was uh no, but John I mean, James Audubon Society of Nipple Suckling Appreciation. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, by the way, the reason we're talking about this like tit sucking thing is because it comes up in the book like every seven t- times. Every time someone has a, a, a intimate moment, book. anytime there's an intimate moment, a mouth is on a nipple. Yeah, that is the first thing that happens, and usually the only thing that happens. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then and then like whenever uh, John James is like reminiscing about being a little kid, all he thinks about is sucking on his mom's tits. And it's, <laughs> yeah, like, really that's creepy. the other thing. It's like the, the, he also brings in like the maternal aspect of it too, which is like kind of makes it a little. Uh, the, the, oh yeah, it makes it real weird. The whole I mean, book, whatever you want to call male sexual so, stuff, is weird in general. Probably. I wonder. I wonder what like the estate of John James Audubon feel like how they feel about this book and how like. Paints him as a total creep. <laughs> well, actually, John James Audubon sucked many more tits than his <laughs> We're offended in that direction. Come I mean, to but yeah, so this whole book is about how the only value women really have is like... It's just another, as, as pleasurable but, objects but I, that you yeah, can own. I hear this all the time and things again that are trying to be artful. Like, oh, women are so pretty. Like, we yeah. get it. Why don't pe- people have anything else to write about? I'm sure you could... It's not that I don't appreciate a new way to look at something and that's what most art to me is is like oh it's a new way to think about this concept or something like that but i think we've had quite enough of pieces of art dedicated solely almost 100 percent to damn i like tits yeah, or I mean, butts, and that's, and that's kind of, or and or that's whatever. what this whole book is about. It's like, like these dog, two guys, billions of us do. Like we all get it. Yeah. Wait, wait. What's so? I don't. I know. I mentioned this to you before we started, but like, I don't really understand the concept of manic pixie dream girl. But from what I understand, it seems like this book is about a Victorian manic pixie dream girl that two guys are obsessed with. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, she's quirky and like out of the normal and, and different like, super from everyone beautiful. Else. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. I mean, I guess the modern version would be like she would have a bunch of tattoos and she would have like shortcut like hair or something mm-hmm. that's like maybe like either really bangsy or like razor cut or, or like have like a half shaved head or yeah something. you know something that's and she's very excitable and like ha- has a bunch of energy all the time where did where does that um that concept come from uh, zoe de chanel oh Specifically, like, she plays a lot of characters, it, like, especially in, like, originally, like, I think it was 500 Days of Summer was, like, the movie that really popularized, like, the people looking at this idea where she's just floating through life in a free spirit and just, yeah. like, you know, usually uh, I find, like, there's a tinge of, like, they're kind of f- 
free sexually a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah. it's like this thing where like, oh, I, it's, easiness is sort of implied, I think, yeah. a lot of the time. Well, I mean, and that was one of Myra's uh, things that Emil was talking about. Uh, and why he liked her so much, but he never felt like he could participate is like whenever they would have sex, she'd be like, tell me what you want to do to me. Tell me what you want to do. And he would just wouldn't. And then when she died, he was like, I wish I would have told you. <laughs> I, ah! Oh, God. I yeah. clipped the microphone pretty bad <laughs> oh, there. Shit. So I was adjusting the levels, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That was a really loud laugh. Um, but <laughs> Ride yeah. the levels here. Okay, we're good. So it, it's it's a strange book in, in many ways. I mean, I just can't imagine anyone else taking... A, a historical you know figure and creating this weird uh, fiction about that yeah it's like just a weird fan fiction with a lot of boob sucking also birds i mean if you want to know anything about birds yeah, you get to like, know a lot about he, there's names many of birds. bird lists <laughs> happening <laughs> yeah. in here if you don't want to know about all kinds of different bird names there's a whole lot of them and descriptions of how he would draw them also there's a lot like i guess john's just like Kills a lot of birds to draw them. He like yeah, I didn't he, know that about he him. He murders scores up. of birds. Yeah, he's a fucked up asshole. It's, so and, and so he's like, oh, I love birds. Let me just let me just shoot this one though, because that's how that's how he draws them. He kills them and then props them up with wire and studies them for days and draws them for days and like. I guess but there's supposed Jesus to be Christ. this connection between uh, you know Emil the anatomist and right. you know Audubon the artist and they both appreciate the form of the body right. that extends to I guess Myra too yeah they're both all about that form but but like again this is like yeah. reading like overwrought baroque ass descriptions of this is is I don't know is this super boring to me oh yeah yeah I mean it doesn't it doesn't come through as as really anything special and i really so, oh. just hate the whole like <laughs> oh but we're all flawed though right like we're all flawed. yeah shut up all right so at the the end here is that emil gets to autobahn's deathbed mm-hmm. and like in his delirium autobahn like confesses to that moment like yeah you but know, like really shittily he doesn't even end up saying what happened because he does he he says i drew her and then like i touched her a little bit yeah he, he does say that yeah and then and then emil's like you don't need to go any further and he's like, I forgive you. The end. But like, Emil didn't get any closure from no, like the didn't. who killed. And he just kind of like, then he, then he leaves like as if a weight is has been lifted. And it's implied that like John James Audubon had the weight of that like guilt lifted off him before he died. Right. And then Emil also had like this burden of like worrying about his wife. But like, how was that lifted? Because he, like you said, he found no closure. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, so like, I, maybe it's implied that he realized she really did drink herself to death or something because. Yeah, except I don't know. But he doesn't have that moment in the text. He doesn't have like a thought or anything that's like no, I, no. I realized that that's why she drank herself to death because she couldn't handle being embarrassed about this. I, it's honestly not yeah. very clear why she even drank herself to death or if she really was poisoned. Like, yeah, who the fuck knows? Like nobody. So you don't get any. You don't even get any reasonable clues to figure that out on your own, which is what really bothers me because I I actually enjoy books, movies, TV shows with ambiguous endings as long as there's as long as there is evidence that you can use to construct a point or a multitude of points. But when you have literally nothing to go on and then something just ends that sucks at one point it says like under her fingers were blue because of like an arsenic 
exposure, perhaps? Oh, that that thing that women used to do. Something women used to put on as makeup that was really dangerous. Yeah, and like... And it, uh, wasn't, it wasn't lead. It was, yeah, arsenic. It was arsenic, and it, it, at one point it might, it might have been implied that she was poisoned by arsenic, like a large dose of it yeah, on purpose yeah. or something, but it's not like any clues are laid out no, unless I'm, I missed something. No, no, you didn't. I mean, it's only a 210-page book, and that's generous. Oh, excuse me. And that's generous because the font is pretty big, so... I mean, I think if it was like mass market paperback, it would probably have been like 125 pages or something. But is there supposed to be like an implication that like that physician friend did it or one of the slaves or something? No, like- there's there's nothing. I mean, they, they go over and there's all these other like side characters in the book that I don't even understand why. I don't know. I, yeah, what did the physician that like the came, physician Ira and uh, then yeah Ira the physician comes over to like confirm that she's dead like he yeah. there's really no reason for him to like he pops up a couple other times as like kind of like a weirdly antagonistic figure to someone for some reason like yeah. he's just like kind of a jerk and the the narrator at the time didn't like him yeah and um then there's the Perrys and how the the Perry the the wife there I forget her name uh she's a huge bitch and the daughter is a conniving bitch and like. Yeah, one of them wanted book, to marry uh, Eliza, the daughter. She wanted to marry uh, Ira. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, but no, it's it's like. The, but the, she was fucking around with somebody else. The 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 peer matron. She was upset at one of them because she didn't like they were childhood friends at one point. Wasn't yeah. that the case? Wasn't it John James and uh, uh, the Pierre? What's her the late Eliza? Eliza. John James was her tutor. And she thought that no, he was the, trying to seduce her. No, but the the mother. The mother, yeah, I don't know her name. I forgot what her name was. The oh, mother. She was friends with Emil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was friends yeah. with Emil when she was a kid. And they almost married. And they almost married, didn't. but he married Myra instead, and she didn't like that. So no, no, that's not what happened at all. They they didn't end up getting married because she was like, "Hey, move back here and marry me," and he was like, "Nah, I want to pursue my interests." And they were like, "All right, cool." But and she was, she like, married. upset at one of them for some reason. She was, yeah, not at Emil. Um, she was upset at James John James Audubon because she thought he was trying to seduce Eliza, when in reality, Eliza oh, was okay. trying to seduce him because she was a conniving piece of shit. That's my fault for yeah. not, like... No, it's not your that, fault. It's, it wasn't a very interesting book. I mean, the two characters, um, are, like, the two main characters are kind of interchangeable aside from, like, their yeah. occupation. Right, In right. terms of their attitudes towards everyone. Yeah, and, and like, I... And I feel like that was probably intentional, but it was not a good idea because it just makes the book even more bland than it already is. Yes, like I, besides their occupations, there's and like who they're married to. Yeah, they're, they're not much. They're, they both really like Myra. They like to appreciate the bodies as art in some form. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is an anatomist that appreciates art, and one's an artist that appreciates anatomy. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Um. I guess now we can talk about all the racism in the book that I feel like was unnecessary because. Well, I'm sure some people will be Period like, "Period appropriate." Yeah, oh, right. set dressing, but like this book wasn't about race. It had nothing to do with racism or anything like that. So there was no need for both of the care or not both. Well, I don't think Emil was painted as particularly racist, but John James Audubon sure was. Audubon was like, "Oh, that Negro, he is so much smarter than others." I of like his their race. cultures and customs. It gives me much joy to. Yeah. I love those darkies. Oh, oh my god! Like they they say some really fucked. Up I mean, shit but technically, I guess that would be kind of incidental to the time period because if there's slaves hanging around, you got like that. They sh- you should probably have one in the background of a uh, rich people in the 1800s or something. Yeah, like, but I I just feel like it didn't like it didn't need to be part of their dialogue. Do you, do you want, like, do you want the slaves to be invisible from history? Is that what? I mean, in this case, yeah, because it had nothing to do with the book. There was just no need to include them. 
I guess, I guess just period set dressing is like what you yeah. like, right? Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I guess I would have been fine if they, if you're there right were that African they're, they're effectively around, props, which is also shitty. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I, I guess like this during the storm, like everyone's upset that they have to like take all the, the, the corn down or whatever, the, cane, the, sugar the, cane. The, the sugar cane, they have to harvest all the sugar cane and like all oh, the Negroes was wailing outside because of how they had to take the harvest in early. And like yeah. that's really it. Like they're kind of creepy outside. Like the 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 both characters during the watch over Myra's body that like, kind of find that like creepy or something or like ominous. Oh, because they got scared by a horse approaching or the winds rising or something because there was a storm happening. But they, they also described the the slaves working outside as like having this sort of ominous tone. Yeah, and then it turns out that like that that somehow. Um, foreshadowed the burning down of the Peary estate years later. Which is, again, it's like another weird supernatural kind of thing that doesn't need to be in the book and didn't really make sense. There's a lot of, like, attempts at connections and, like, they kind of fit in the sense that, like, oh, those, like, you know, the watch and the watch, but there's not a lot of actual contents to, like, I don't, I still don't know. The title is definitely telling me that there's some connection to be made between the watch over the body and the physical watch. But, uh, I mean, there isn't, but I it's, don't it's know. the burden that they talked about because at the right, end of the book right. it's it's they talk about the burden being lifted but how is the watch a burden like yeah I don't know man um is it because like the watch was useless to John and like Emil could use get, it use because it, it was Myra was the watch Myra was she useless to John but then useful to Emil I don't know like, I really book. like I'm really stumped here. Maybe I'm just dumb and I'm missing like, you know, I'm sure if someone like really likes this book, they'd be like, no, you fucking idiot. It's like, yeah. The watch both symbolizes that the roundness of tits that yeah. both men appreciate. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the sorry, the the racism in the, the book. The long feminine arms did of the actually bother me because if it had been a book that was about race relations or or you know whatever at the time fine honestly that those sentiments need to be there but i felt like the characters were just racist to i don't know for no reason and it didn't add period appropriate racism just you know it it's gonna it it is incidental to like living being a white dude in that time i guess is you're probably gonna be pretty racist because that's the general idea of the time is you know but like, but that's not really but true. I mean, yeah, just, sure. be, just because you know laws were were racist and many people had slaves doesn't mean most people felt that way. So I feel it's weird that whenever a book is written in that time period, oh, everyone's racist. Like we have to add some racist lines in there. Like let's get that going. Like oh man, did you really like? I don't know. It's and then just, there was also the line uh, during the the when um, Myra and John James have their little shitty date, or like yeah. kind of, you know, I guess we can get a little. Whatever you want to call that, because she said no, and he kept going. And there was a one line where he was like, "But she came on to me, though. How am I supposed to? How do you expect a man to react?" Oh yeah, there, there was this amazing paragraph. Yeah, where he's like, "She asked me to come to her house. She let me in her door. She took her clothes off in front of me. It was, you know, how how yeah, like you said, it ends with some line that's like, how else was a man supposed to supposed to act?'" And that that's the other part of the book I hate that where it's just like, "How about you just zip up and walk out if someone's not into it?" Because yeah. that's no fun. It, well, and, and how about also you're married, you fucking asshole. So maybe don't. 
Yeah, the, but again, I think there's a little insinuation here that Myra really was the seductress and like how, you know. Oh, yeah, I think she was. I mean, I think I think she women was... have to be careful with how they throw their body around or whatever. Like, I uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I think I think Myra was definitely. So, oh, yeah, that's right. We never talked about the house and why that was significant. The apartment that she took him to. Oh, yeah. So that's significant because throughout the book, Emil talks about how Myra suffered from i guess depression um she, she has bouts so, of the, the of sadness yeah so bouts of melancholy so when she would get really depressed she would retire to uh his old apartment which he kept just for her to use for this express purpose so whenever she was at that apartment it was because she was suffering from depression but in reality i think she was suffering from needing some different dick and yeah. that's what that apartment was for <laughs> pretty um, much it's yeah or, so or maybe not because you know she didn't actually do anything and she didn't want to uh, i guess so she, i think that she had i think that she changed her mind about it sure personally yeah that, that, that again that's the gray area that i think the author is trying to imply that she just like pulls this trick thing on a lot of men maybe yeah. or something oh, oh, well i think that i think that she probably wanted to but then maybe thought like oh man this guy's actually kind of famous probably not a great idea to have a fucking you know uh tryst with this sure. guy or whatever maybe, I don't know. again that's another like really there's a lot of stuff here that yeah. just is loosely connected and like the the metaphors trying to be made I didn't pick up on a lot of profound connections or anything yeah I was honestly looking for like a couple of lines that like said something really neat or profound or like a neat phrase or something but there really weren't that many I mean yeah like the, the writing wasn't awful I just thought it was boring and I thought that you know like like we've already said all the themes in this book are just not super exciting or original um also this book uh inserts a lot of keats poetry and work um and Demian, uh is referenced a couple of times but i'm not f- super familiar um so i i'm not sure what reference uh was being made there me neither i'm not also yeah. super i i had a lot of fun reading this book um whenever it went to john james audubon it would be uh grandpa simpson's voice in my head <laughs> And whenever we went to a meal, it was uh, the white, long white beard guy. Oh yeah, that's the a moon, paddling, moon pie. That's moon a paddling pie. guy from the Simpsons. Moon pies and paddling. Yeah, yeah, that that guy. So uh, I, I mean, that's, that's it's, a good it's way really to look at fun it. to read passages in this book in that way. I'm trying to find a particularly um, revolved well, chapter. While you do that, I'm going to talk to you about Myra and how she's a shithead. So it basically, as the book goes on, you you realize that Myra had this you know, this apartment that she kept to probably fuck around on her husband because she was, you come to find out, she's actually quite a bit younger than her husband. Um, I think they're they're at least a couple decades apart. So, you know, and at first you don't realize that because both of the the, um, narrators are talking about how old they are and you don't really realize that Myra was so much younger than um, Emil at the time. So, yeah, I think that she was actually kind of a shithead and, um... You know, <laughs> unfortunately, these two men are obsessed over this woman who is just not a great person, uh, it, it seems, and who may have killed herself because she perhaps realized that or was murdered by someone. For why some would she? Ki- Here's another. Why would she kill herself? I don't know. That night when she knew who he was from before, yeah, they right. both made the decision to pay. It's not like Emilio came up to her and was like, I found this bird drawing artist. Let's be his patron. Yeah. He said it was John James Audubon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she so, knew. She knew who she was so gonna... So she committed to it and then went all the way to Louisiana and killed herself well, over I mean, that? Yeah, So that know. kind of implies to me that she was killed by someone? Yeah, I mean, I think she might have been, but like, 
nope there's again there's nothing there's nothing to help you figure out exactly what happened it's I don't know yeah it, it's just a it's a bad mystery All right, I'm gonna do my best grandpa Simpson here all right wait what chapter is this in an hour's time the drawing was that's not grandpa Simpson at all actually I'm very <laughs> That I'm, I'm, that's the 1800s oh, voice, I man, guess. That's great. No, no, I can't do Grandpa Simpson, turns out. <laughs> How's your Grandpa Simpson, actually? Hit me with it. Oh, I don't think I can do it. Um, All right, I'll just do flourishy 1800s yeah, guy, I guess. In an hour's time, the drawing was done, and the woman rose and quickly strode towards me without reaching for her clothes. She regarded the page and then asked as though she were merely requesting the slightest indulgence if she could attempt a small adjustment. I am not possessed of excessive vanity, my dear girls, but I could hardly disguise my surprise that this woman, still unclothed, would presume to alter a work I had in a moment declared complete. It was far more than surprise. I took great offense at this circumstance, yet I stepped aside, throwing my arm out and motioning to the page in silent acknowledgement that since she was to pay, she was free to do as she pleased with the work. How much more satisfactory it might have been if she had been intent only on paying tribute to her own vanity. Instead, though, I watched with no little amazement as she definitely improved my drawing, correcting an errant line, enriching a shadow, suggesting in the features of the face the mystery I had sought to capture but not. (laughs) I was prepared to protest that it was nothing less than a deception for her to refrain from acknowledging her own skill. But without forethought, I stepped toward her and, taking hold of her arms with my hands, allowed my lips to press themselves against hers. Gone was my resolve to put aside all desire, to refrain from acknowledging the full power of her allure. I placed my hands on her back and delighted in her kiss, feeling my body respond. I would Ugh. resist temptation no more. Oh, God. That's give me this, a lot give me this. of this book. I gotta... I gotta uh, well, I stopped, oh, I stopped before we get to really uh, fun you know, No, fun I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to... <laughs> If I can find at the beginning where Emil's talking about fucking Myra, I should read oh, that one. You really want to go to that one, it's huh? Pretty, it's pretty stupid and bad. So but. The, yeah, that was the, 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 the part of the scene where she, you know, she walks over to him and he all, gets all offended slash riled up because I guess he was he was offended, but he, then he decides to go for the kiss at the same time. So it doesn't seem like he was that offended for that long or what have you. Ah, uh, here we go. Yeah, it's literally like our introduction to Emil is him being like, oh man, I sure love to fuck my wife. <laughs> I mean, you know, loving husband, right? Um, oh boy. Though I could not have slept very long, I had been dreaming nonetheless the same dream of loss and consolation I had dreamed for nearly 30 years. A dream of my beloved Myra, of whom time had made, in my eyes, a child. I forgot that part (laughs) Me too I imagine the black ringlets of her hair Damp and pressed against her pale forehead And flushed cheeks Her night clothes twisted to define As if by an artist's hand The precise contours of her figure The swell of her breasts The arc of her waist and hips The gently sloping curve of her thighs A woman's figure after all Not a child's A woman of such fine and familiar beauty That these thirty years were as nothing at all I remembered, though it seemed not memory but sensation, my fingers pressed lightly against her cheek, my hands taking hold of her arms to pull her near, my fingers counting of their own accord her vertebrae, (laughs) a diagnosis of wonder and surprise, our legs entwined, our arms encircling. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, Um, Grandpa, I just asked you what you wanted for dinner. Yeah, I mean, that's like... Oh, Jesus. But yeah, it's it's just a lot of that. That's, and, that happens a whole lot and like almost repeated the same way. Just like her hips, her hair, 
was and her clothes pressed against her because she's sweating all the time. And also, also, yeah, they refer to vaginas as dark flowers of her sex. The dark flower. Oh, That's there's the one. Whole there's time. definitely one part Ugh. where like they like he, there's like three names for vagina. Once it's like her v- vagina, her mons. Oh, uh, that's this right, right, Okay, yeah. hit me, hit me. She would place her hands upon her breasts, allow them to stray even to the dark flower of her sex. The mons veneris, the labia majora. Like my dog, <laughs> my dude. You really <laughs> yeah. don't have to say like three different. Yeah. I've got my thesaurus out for how to talk about puss, y'all. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty unfortunate. So, so I mean, that that pretty much is that's uh, the book, right? It's like, just a it, bunch of that, yeah, and like also just really long carriage rides and bird shooting and like all oh, the fucking. Oh, oh, there's shit. one more thing I want to talk about. Okay, so <laughs> at the end when Emil is finally taking his journey, yeah, there's like this messenger boy. Oh yeah, the stupid boy. What the Hold fuck on, was yeah, that okay. about? So the messenger boy shows up one time to deliver this one random message to Emil about uh, it's inconsequential, it and then later on he's like hanging outside his house when Emil's about to go. On the carriage ride all the way to wherever New John York. James is on his deathbed. New York. And the messenger boy is like, I got a message that, oh, my aunt that lives down there, uh, she wants me to come live with her. So can I, like, hitch a ride with you, actually, if you're just going in that direction? Mm-hmm. And then, like, Emil proceeds to tell him all the story about everything that has been happening yeah. on the carriage ride. And then later, when they get to the destination, he figures out that the kid was there to, like, murder him and take his shit or something. Uh, like, he doesn't really know that, but he... I don't know. So, yeah, that... that uh, like, like we were saying, there's all these side characters that, like, I don't even know why they bother fleshing out. It was like, he was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm gonna make this a book. Uh, <laughs> It's implied that the messenger boy hitched a ride to, like, take Emil's stuff or, like, rob him or well, something. Well, that's what he had, Emil's, a, lot of, he had like, a lot of money on him. Well, yeah, because Emil But Emil's then the rich. messenger boy is so fascinated with the story that at the end of it, he just... He's like, no, I'm actually going to... He says something to the effect of, like, uh, oh, yeah, I totally was, but I actually want to find out how this ends go talk to john james no he didn't say he was going to do anything he just didn't respond when emil was like oh you're probably gonna murder me and steal my stuff and the kid was like that's uh. that's you know come on that's basically you know yeah and and it's just such a weird thing because so he was so fascinated about this dude like the old man's story i don't think any young like he was sitting in the carriage like listening to this old guy talk about how many tits he sucked yeah all, right. <laughs> all the time he's like i gotta find out how this ends yeah i yeah i don't it doesn't make any sense it's not very believable and then Emil is like, you know what? You had you had so many opportunities to kill me and steal my stuff, and you didn't. So you know what? Good lad, I'm gonna pay for your education and adopt you. Like, like yeah, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's Why? how that ties up. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. Um, this book is that's terrible. That's at the end of the book too. Like, it's right at the end. Yeah. Right so before. It, does, that, does that have other meaning? Like he found someone to like p- patronize. Yeah, finally? I guess. I guess that that's a little bit of the weight lifted. Is that he's like. Oh, I'm getting a new lease on life because I'm going to help this kid out. Eh. Is it? Though? I, I, I don't know. That's all I can figure. Like, shouldn't the writing do something to connect these threads a little bit more? Yeah. So that there's like a little bit more substance or like. I don't know, Mr. Brown, but uh, I don't know what you want a Steinbeck award for, but it certainly wasn't this fucking book. Uh, Maybe. Jeez. I, I, again, like I was looking for some kind of a turn of phrase or a metaphor that was like actually cool. And I mean, there was. Some, and again, it's not like the actual writing isn't terrible. It's just in that Victorian overwrought style that I don't like. I mean, it's this. You know, I will say this book did not have 
any grammar syntax or misspellings, which I very yes. much appreciate. You know what? We've been reading so many books with that. You, you know, someone edited this thing. Right. And they edited it well, I would say. Maybe um, that's why it's so short. Maybe there was a bunch of other side characters and they were like, actually, just get rid of most of them because the only people that really matter are Emil, John James, and Myra. And then, like, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe, uh, like, John James's wife and family, which get mentioned at the top of the book. And then never They again. see him off. And never again. <laughs> Which, I mean, is, I guess is how he treats them, right? They write because, letters back and forth or something. Because yeah, he's, like, he's always traveling. I don't even understand why they have a marriage. Like, he's never there. So it's like... What's you gotta be point? faithful in the 1800s. I don't know. No, nobody was f- fucking faithful in the 1800s. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, monogamy didn't exist until the 20th century. No, monog- I don't even know if monogamy exists now. People are assholes, man. Uh, well, but, like, I'm saying back, you know, in times before present time, when transportation took a fuck of a long time... I feel like it was more common for people to to have bouts of infidelity because they'd be away from their families for like two years. Also, it's or way easier to hide it. Oh yeah, there's no <laughs> internet. There's no no anything. No you know? cameras. No nothing. No, I mean actually. So the the bit in the book about um, John James Audubon's start um, in life as a baby is true. So he was born. So his father fucked around with his mom a whole lot. Um, so he's actually French Audubon, um, and his dad had a wife back home, but he was a naval captain or something and a slave owner in Haiti. So, well, it wasn't called Haiti then, but it's where it is now. And so John James was born because he was conceived on the passage from France to Haiti with some cabin girl and uh, she ended up dying giving birth to him. So then Audubon's dad went back with his usual um, mistress who bore him many children, actually. She was a quadroon, which is, you know, a uh, I think three quarters European ancestry, ancestry yeah, yes. and one quarter, um, yep. you know, of, of <laughs> that racist ancestry. terminology. Correct. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I I read about it and was like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Um, and so, this is literally it happened. He took the two whitest looking children, John James and his sister, who I think got renamed Rose, went back to France and had his wife adopt them. So like this dude was just fucking gave uh, no everybody fucks else. Yeah, I- gave no fucks. And um, he then then actually made a fake passport for John James, and John James took an American name because his his real name was like Jean Jacques Vachon Audubon or something ridiculously <laughs> French. And then he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna be John James Audubon," you know, when he came to America because he decided he was gonna stay, I guess. But um, his father made him a fake passport because he didn't want him to be conscripted into the army at the time. Um, so. Neat. Yeah, I so I mean so some of the stuff in here is true, but I do think it's really odd to have I mean I don't give a shit about veracity so much as entertainment uh, value, so like Well, I care a little bit more about, about things being you know, kind of No, I care about having something to say and being entertaining or yeah. anything like if I mean clearly there was already some license taken with John his, everyone's lives here, so like what does it really matter to go a little bit further to tell a story? But in the end, again, like, was there any sort of profound metaphor or or not even profound, just like a a good metaphor or connection that you saw in there between Um, anything? No, I mean, there were there were some turns of phrase that were good, but I honestly they were so few and far in between that I didn't really take note of them. Yeah. So in summary, Um, uh, birds are dope. Uh, tits are also dope, <laughs> both probably in bird form and lady form. Um, also, end. also cheat on your wife, I guess, be, and then be crushed by guilt for thirty years, not because you cheat on your wife, but because you touched another man's property. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Emil seemed to be fine the whole time. Yeah, like, that's true. He did really love he, Myra. He, yeah, he. Did. 
Even though she was a fucking asshole. <laughs> Hate that lady. So yeah, I don't really have much more to say about this one, I guess. Yeah, it was besides. not it was not don't read this. It's not a good book. Um I hope that John Gregory Brown's other works are better since he won awards for them. This was our attempt at reading something that was like tr- seriously trying to be good and like yeah. uh, have some depth to it or something, but I it wasn't that deep at all. It's like one of those like you know you like you walk up to a pool that looks really deep, but it's just like the water kind of like cutting the reflection in a way that yeah. makes it look. And then you hurt your shins because you try to jump in it, and then you're met with concrete. And you got chlorine in your mouth, and so like the titty <laughs> you're trying to suck tastes bad. And like yeah, wait, I mean the, seriously, this, this I don't know. It was just weird and not very good. Um, like we said, we just felt like. It was mostly kind of boring, and then the main mystery never gets solved, and you don't even get any breadcrumbs of evidence to try to solve it. So, yeah, so so. this is a book about two old dudes. One of them had regrets about touching his friend's wife that one time, and there was a weird moment they had 30 years ago where she killed herself, maybe? Yeah, she died somehow, and... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, sucked. Like, it sucked. Don't read it. Um, yeah, if you can tell me what the deal with the watch, the body watch, and then the physical, if if there is something in there that I'm missing. Well, I mean, they, they um, in the text, he straight up says, like, Emil's talking about it, and it's like, haha, didn't you know, the very next day, you know, it started working, and I can't help but think that maybe it was... Her spirit in the watch. Ah, but I'm not spiritual. That can't be what it's something like that. But that's stupid. Like, why yeah, would that, it's super dumb. That's not even like it doesn't. That doesn't bring any point around. Or no, I think he literally was like, "What if he buys a watch and then they're doing a watch?" Like it was really high. Yeah, like they came. They came that. up with the title first, and he yeah. was like, "I don't know. This sounds profound." I guess it's like it's like all those items on uh, the worst things for sale dot com, where like people clearly came up with a title before they came up yeah. with the item. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I have to say about this book, Paris. Unless you have any closing thoughts. Once again, my closing thoughts were birds are cool, tits are cool. <laughs> yeah. The end. Um, I don't have any closing thoughts, but I would like to talk about um, our kind of exciting announcement, I guess. Oh, yes. Exciting to us. Well, you might have heard in previous episodes that we've had a Patreon running. Patreon. 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 Pat Pat Patreon. Uh, a Patreon. Put Pat Terry on. <laughs> Pat Terry on the back for giving us money. Oh my god! We have a very modest goal of like I think it's like twenty five dollars yeah. a month that we yeah. would like to basically it covers hosting costs and like book purchasing costs. And that's it. Like we're not. I don't at. really you know anything above that goes to like maybe some fancy recording gear for some stuff. We're not anticipating that at all. However, I'll let you break the news here that. So um, we would like to thank our very first patron, uh, Dari Mandeville. So thank you, Dari. Thank you very much. We, we now you get two people in Boston saying your name into a microphone for yeah. the weird podcast. <laughs> yeah, and, congratulations. Uh, yeah, don't forget that. Um, although it seems as though you just donated five dollars, uh, and didn't select the five dollars for some reason, it doesn't thing. say like one backer there. Um, you, you're good. Whatever. Don't worry, don't yeah, worry about thanks. that. You sent us a book recommendation. Uh, will that will pop up probably uh, two episodes from now because we already have the other book that we're reading next. Um, we're gonna try to get it out this month. Yeah, so actually, I guess we should talk about that. So do you want to tell what the next book is? Uh, we're reading something. Uh, it's called You Suck. No, by, Love, love, is it love it, Sucks? No, it's called You Suck. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, by I forget who the author is. <laughs> Some guy. Um, so this book was actually given to me uh, in a Secret Santa. By Christopher Moore. Uh, it was given to me as a Secret Santa gift by one of my staff at work. Um, I 
kind of feel a little bad because I mistakenly thought it was a terrible book because I knew this person knew about my podcast and had listened to it. But then he was like, oh, no, it's my favorite author. It's actually supposed to be a good book. And I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll read it for the show anyway. And like if it turns, I mean, I, I might hate it. So who knows, you know? Um, so that and that one is a perfect one for February because it's a vampire love story set yeah, in the modern day. It, it's, I think. It's, it's a it's a like you know a cheekier take on all the. It, it, I've read the first couple of pages. Is, already. A, is it a parody? It, it seems like yeah. a little bit. It seems okay. like it is a lot like that. Although I don't like the title. Um, yeah. I saw when I was looking for other terrible books, I saw a very similarly themed book oh. with almost a very similarly themed story with a better title. Interesting. It was called Necking. Oh, that's funny. Which is way better. Yeah, yeah. So already he's lost on the title game in yeah. terms of this. So uh, we'll, we're Chris is reading it now, and then he'll pass it to me, and we will... Then we will get to the recommendation that... Um, uh, that Dari... That Dari rec- so Dari recommended... Um, thank you, Dari. You recommended the Dragon Prince series by some lady named Dawn... Mel- Melanie, I think. Melanie Ron. Yeah. Melanie Dawn. I can't remember now. Yeah. But it sounds like we're going to be reading about some maybe dragon sex for the next book. I don't oh, know. Is that what the, oh, cool. All uh, right. I don't know. You read part of the fucking synopsis and it sounded... I didn't see any implied dragons. I think you just want that to happen. The, no, I don't <laughs> want... Uh, anyway. Anyway, thank you, Dari. We will uh, probably read that for March unless you would like us to read something else for you. Yeah, um, sure. And those, there's other rewards there into that $5 tier since that's the highest tier I no believe. no the eight dollar tier is the highest oh, eight dollar tier okay so um, but still there's plenty of rewards that yeah you can also choose uh, a scene for chris and i to reenact from that's any something previous that you have book, control over now which is insane so now that we're directly wisely. addressing you on this podcast yes hello uh <laughs> <laughs> we're in your ears now yeah and you know just think if if uh, you want to be cool like dari too and get weird messages from us from beyond the uh the internet um please give us some money yes <laughs> Yeah, for money we'll do anything. No, that's not true. We'll but, do um, most things. <laughs> no, I mean our tiers are pretty small. What is it? Go like check out the two, 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 four, five, eight. Two, or... three, five, eight. I think two, three, five, eight. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you can give that to us every month, or you can just donate some. The money link to is us. up on our Libsyn site, where you, you might consume this anyway. But in case it isn't, we'll just. Put... It's patreoncom slash club, Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to find. You can Google it. I'm sure you all know how to use a Google. Oh yeah, and heads up our um. Our hosting service, Libsyn, they're changing the way that um, that the sites look. And it seems like right now we can keep it in the old format, but like eventually they're going to force everyone to move to the new one. So if the site looks even weirder and shittier than usual, don't be alarmed. It's still there. Uh, so, yeah. Our fantastic layout. That yeah. So that's, that's, what I was, that's what I was saying. Like, just in case it somehow looks worse. Um we uh we still have our Twitter. If you have um, a better graphic layout for us, please let oh, us know. Oh Jesus, about- <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not we're not graphic designers. Um, but yeah, please uh, visit the Twitter, check us out on Facebook. Not that we have a lot of content, but um, we love hearing from you guys. So yeah, the honestly, you know. the more comments we get, and like the fact that we got this patron is amazing. Actually. Yeah, I, I honestly hadn't checked our email in a really long time because I just. I just gave up hope, and then and then Dari appeared. Thank, thank you. you for giving thank me hope very again. Much. So you know, clearly some of y'all, <laughs> uh, we would you know, give us book recommendations where you even heard about us from. Yeah, we would I, love I, to know. Like any words given to us by actual fans is uh, basically mojo juice to get this more of this stuff out there because we know people are listening to us right, babble right, right. about this garbage. So the the plan is to have the uh, you know vampire love book done by the end of February and released in February, and then for March we'll 
probably do that dragon book um, unless Dari would like us to do something else. Sure, yeah, you still have the power to, yeah. to change your recommendation. But um, that's going to be it for this um, episode, I suppose, unless yeah. you have anything else to say before we wrap it up. Uh, no, don't don't read Audubon's Watch by John Gregory Brown. Don't it's do bad. it. It's, yeah, it was, it was pretty stupid. And, uh, you know, see you later, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, see you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.